What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. everyone welcome to this week's episode of stacking the box we are officially halfway through the nfl season nine out of 18 weeks uh, are all wrapped up uh 136 out of 272 regular season games have been played as well uh so uh as always it is myself ian mcmillan joined by sterling holmes we are going to give out our mid-season awards uh some actual awards and some uh, i guess not awards uh, and we're going to kind of break down the NFL. Uh, it's crazy that we're already halfway through the season. It seems like just yesterday we were watching the Lions and the Chiefs uh, play on opening night. And now you blink. And now here we are halfway through the year. Sterling, how are you doing? Uh, and you blink. And then all of a sudden you look over and you see a man who has a smattering of a mustache. Um, phenomenal. Uh, that, that's just uh, it's real nice what you got rocking there. Uh, Ian, it's just a nice little flavor, uh, savor, if you will, but on your upper lip, okay? Uh, It's wispy, but I'm proud of you for sticking to your guns, okay? I'm proud of you. Yeah, I'm not not a big facial hair grower guy. Uh, This has now been, this is day seven of growing a mustache. You can still barely see it. You can see it, but it's certainly not thick. Uh, But yeah, I'm I'm doing Movember, raising money for men's health. So if you're watching this, check out my Twitter page and you can... uh, donate if you have five bucks to to throw uh throw that way um yeah hopefully the mustache will look a little bit better by the end of the month but uh i don't have high hopes it is for a great cause so go check that out and you'll also see a nice picture of ian with very short shorts uh i don't know who squats more though you or jalen hurts because you you might be quadzilla you and saquon barkley might have a competition it's the running back legs. It's uh, people forget. Uh, I was an athlete back in the day. You got to have thick legs to play running back. Um, yeah, it's 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 my best trait. I could I think I could be especially my calves. I think I could be a calf model if such if such a thing exists. Um, <laughs> all right, we're gonna talk midseason awards, but before we do that, guess what, football fans? Have you heard of Superdraft DFS? Because Superdraft hosts daily fantasy prop games where you can compete for a chance to win cash prizes. The game is simple for each contest. You're given a pool of props for upcoming games. You pick whether each prop will be over or under the given total. You can choose up to eight different props for a bigger win. If you want to join in on the action, we've got you covered. Sign up for a pro- sign up with our promo code FAN, F-A-N, FAN, today and receive a deposit match up to $20. You will also receive a free pick in your first game. Think of it like a free square in bingo or free leg to a parlay. Using code FAN when signing up gets you these great rewards but it also it lets you directly support the podcast so make sure to use the promo code fan when you sign up at Superdraft. uh this offer is only available to new customers who are 18 plus or 19 plus in alabama 21 plus in massachusetts and physically present in valid states which is most of them by my understanding please remember to always gamble responsibly check out the episode description for the full terms of the offer 
Um, all right. Let's, uh, as we always do, before we get into some mid-season awards, we got to talk about biggest winners and losers from this past week. Sterling, before you give out yours, I'm going to actually uh, have a bonus winner um, from this past week, and it's you because you went 3-0 on your picks uh, last week, my friend. We're on an absolute heater. I was, what, 3-1 and one the week before, 6-1 and one over two weeks. Uh, I'm still not 500. I'm still almost. Close, though. <laughs> we're, we're digging ourselves out of that hole. We, we've been digging. Uh, yeah, as a show, we went 5-1. Uh, and one. I went 2-1 uh, and one with my picks. You went 3-0. So pretty solid uh, uh, week for our, for our picks on the show. So, hey, maybe you shouldn't fade us. Maybe you should bet with us. We're getting hot. Uh, but let's uh, talk uh, our actual biggest winners and losers from this past week. Sterling, go ahead. Uh, whichever way you want to start with, bigger, uh, biggest uh, winner or loser, your choice. Let's be positive here because I want to talk about the Texans because Texas yep. fans are my biggest winner. I mean, they have gone through some struggles, right? They made the playoffs that felt like perpetually with Bill O'Brien. I don't think Bill O'Brien's a great head coach, but clearly he knew what he was doing. And then he got a little too big for his bridges, became the GM. Things went downhill and went downhill quick, right? Then you had the whole Deshaun Watson fiasco. Then you were left in no man's land. It was one-year coach after one-year coach. Well, now look what you have. You have a franchise quarterback, C.J. Stroud. The Carolina Panthers were a bunch of buffoons. I'll also say the Chicago Bears, uh, they were buffoons. They should have taken C.J. Stroud. They didn't. They got caught up in the wonderlick scores. They got caught up in the, oh, he's an Ohio State quarterback, instead of realizing, hey, this guy is clearly the best quarterback coming out. Well, Texans fans, here you go. You have him. You have him, C.J. Stroud, as well as a building block defensively in Will Anderson. You sit at 4-4. Four and four. You're 500. I've liked the moves you've made. The offensive line has been built, uh, in my opinion, in a very good way. Uh, you're probably a top 10, top 7 offensive line. Your receivers, the receivers are starting to pop off. Tank Dell was a great draft pick. At least he's a great rapport with C.J. Stroud. I mean, he didn't crumble in the big moments. He made the biggest throw of the game into almost double coverage. I can't get over I don't have enough superlatives to try and give C.J. Stroud his just due, but he has mm-hmm. been that good as a rookie. This is not a quarterback who sat a year. He's not going through these typical rookie struggles of a quarterback. He's just slinging the ball, right? From a disaster a year ago to 500 right now, Texans fans, you should be very happy. They are my biggest winner. Yeah, great time to be a Texans fan. Not only do you have the it seem, seemingly your quarterback of the future, uh, defensive player of the future with Will Anderson, you also have your head coach of the future, D- future D'Amico Ryans. Uh, they keep winning games, might be a coach of the year candidate as well. So you got all the pieces um, this year. Probably not going to make the playoffs. I mean, it's possible, but um, certainly a massive step forward. And you got to think uh, with those building blocks, it's only going to get better from here. So must be nice to be a Texans fan right now. Hmm. Um, biggest winner for you Ian. what do you have my biggest winner is the baltimore ravens so i think established themselves as arguably the best team in the nfl this year uh this past week um by beating up on the seattle seahawks the seahawks team that yeah maybe they aren't the best team in the nfc but they're going to be a playoff team uh they're a very solid team and the ravens now uh in two of their last three games have just completely demolished uh the lions and the seahawks and the other who was the other playoff team they beat uh browns earlier this season they they beat a ton of teams i want to say ian i hate to say i told you so like the band the hives but i love telling you i told you so because i I knew the ravens were going to demolish the seahawks the seahawks are frauds using your term here the frauds frauds. ravens that's where it's at um yeah i didn't at least i didn't bet on the seahawks i took the under in the game which uh thankfully did hit there right at the very end looked a little rough but um yeah uh i did not expect the seahawks to to uh beat this uh i did not expect the ravens to beat the seahawks by that big of a margin so impressive the stuff by the ravens like i said i think they kind of established themselves as arguably not you you know it's not uh, for a fact that they're the best team in the nfl but you can make a very strong argument that they are so they're my biggest winner of the week we lost sterling uh <laughs> my biggest loser of the week uh until we get sterling back uh is there he is what happened i, I have no idea you froze and then it said oops reconnecting it was a cute little message that said oops and i'm like this is actually a big oops 
Uh, yeah, just lost internet for a second, I guess. Uh, my biggest loser of the week, Sterling, I'm going to, because I was already about to say uh, when you dropped off there, so I was about ready to do the whole show by myself there for a second. Uh, Tommy DeVito is my biggest loser of the week, who I think might be the worst quarterback to ever take a snap in the NFL. I don't know how this guy got to the NFL. I don't know how he was still the backup after two weeks ago when the Giants wouldn't even let him throw the ball. Uh, and then he still got in this game when Daniel Jones went down. Um, I guess the argument for the other worst quarterback of all time is Nate Peterman. Um, it's one of those two. Tommy DeVito stinks. Um, the Cowboys now, he might start again this week, which is crazy. They signed Matt, Matt Barkley this past week, so it's going to be one or the other. But like, sign if you're going to play Tommy DeVito, sign me because I'd be almost just as good. This guy stinks. I don't know how he made it to the NFL. I don't know if he has blackmail on like the Giants coaches and management, but this guy absolutely stinks. He's the biggest loser of the week. The Cowboys are 16-point favorites this week. They could be 30-point favorites, and I think I bet on the Cowboys. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The only thing I can think of that would be better than Tommy DeVito is Danny DeVito. Put Danny DeVito back there at quarterback. There has to be some yes. relation there because this guy was undrafted. I don't see anything. You're right. If you're a backup quarterback, I get you're not supposed to be a starter. I get you're not supposed to be a, a electric out there. But if they're scared to throw the football with you, what's the point? Right. Like the Saints trust Taysom Hill to throw the ball 30 times before they would trust DeVito. Like I don't understand this. I, I don't get how he's a job. I'm 100% with you. Uh, my biggest loser is Zach Wilson, and not for what you might think. That game last night, all I heard was folks taking shots at Zach Wilson. And I'm sitting here going, Aaron Rodgers would not have done any better. The offensive line was brutal. The pre-snap penalties were game-changing right? The receivers did him no help. Alan Lazard, what? Mm. What was Lazard doing that game? It, it was just a debacle all around offensively. And all I heard from everyone, from Aikman, from Joe Buck to Twitter was, yeah, Zach Wilson, this guy stinks. He's a bum. I'm sitting here going, he's at least getting out of pressure. Like Rogers would have been just as bad, if not worse. There was nothing for him to do. I heard at one point, well, if he steps up in the pocket, that he literally got bull rushed. If he would have stepped up, he would have walked into, waltzed into two defensive linemen just waiting for him with a bear hug. I'm sitting here going, what more can this guy do? I'm not saying Zach Wilson's good, but just don't hate on the guy for the sake of hating on him because it's, it's hip and it's fun. Like, I get it. It's like the Nickelback comparison here, right? It's a Nickelback right. comparison. I'm not saying Nickelback is good, but folks love to rip on Nickelback because it was it was fun too and it was popular. It was the hip thing to do. Now everyone's piling in on Zach Wilson because the fun thing to do. That was not his fault last night. Yeah, I would say maybe he held on to the ball a little long at times, but um, yeah, the quarterback's always always going to get the brunt of the blame if uh, an offense plays bad. Just like in hockey, the goalie's going to get blamed. In baseball, pitcher's going to get blamed. It's just part of the position, but I agree. Um, but also, I mean, I don't. I also don't think Zach Wilson's that good either, though. Maybe last night wasn't a terrible performance. Maybe it wasn't all his fault, but I still don't think he's a good quarterback. Sure. I will still take him over to Vito. Yes, fact. Uh, injury updates. I think the two major ones, unless I'm missing any Sterling, Daniel Jones obviously going down with a torn ACL, so he is out for the season. Uh, and Dallas Godart, uh, Godart, Goddard, Goddard, Dallas Goddard, uh, tight end for the Eagles, uh, broke his arm. Yeah, that was not a good play for for Dallas Goddard. That was gruesome. A uh, little extracurricular as well, it looked like. Um, I was not a fan of watching that one. Yeah, that was tough. Um, all right, let's get into some midseason awards. Uh, I've made some categories here. Uh, we're going to start off with the obvious best team in the first half of the season. So the Super Bowl winner today. Mm, I'm going Ravens, I guess. Uh, I don't know if I'd say Super Bowl winner today. You're saying who's been the best team? I'm not saying uh, this is not projection, correct? Let's say the Super Bowl was a subjective award that halfway through you, he just handed to the best team, in your opinion. What team would that be? Ravens. 
Ravens sitting here at mm-hmm. seven and two point mm-hmm. differential. They're phenomenal. They have the number one ranked defense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And by the way, their offense is ranked sixth in the NFL. Um, and by the way, that's growing, right? They had a lot of slow starts this season. And I kept trying to tell folks those field goals are going to start turning into touchdowns. They are too talented. They're too electric. They have too much going on, especially with Lamar Jackson and the red zone to continuously stall. And what has happened? They've stopped stalling, and they've turned those field goals into touchdowns. Um, Todd Munkin obviously was the huge signing. We'll get to more on him a little bit later. At least I will get to him a little more later on in the show. But the offense is clicking. It's not just a run first, only run offense where you can't be scared of Lamar's arm or the receivers. He has a nice connection with Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews, Odell Beckham Jr. getting involved last week. Um, This is a very well-rounded team. I'm going with the Ravens right now. I really was wishing you were going to say the Chiefs, and I thought you were going to say the Chiefs, so I could argue against you and make my claim that it's the Ravens. Um, But, uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, We agree on this one. i got to say Ravens as well. Net yards per play, which is my favorite stat to look at. I talk about it all the time. Average yards gained per play on offensive track. Average yards given up per play on defense. Ravens second in the NFL, uh, plus 1.6. Only the Dolphins uh, have been better, but you can't really give the Dolphins as the best team in the NFL because they blow out bad teams but then lose to every good team they play. Uh, Whereas the Ravens, especially over their last three games, Ravens have a net yards per play of plus 2.6. Best mark in the NFL by a mile over every team's last three games. And two of those three games came against playoff teams and the Lions and the Seahawks. So... Uh, yeah, you got to hand it to the Ravens, as you said, Sterling, their offense uh, stumbled a little bit out of the gates, but now they're firing all cylinders and they seem almost unstoppable. The Seahawks had one of the best, arguably the best run defense in the NFL through the first eight weeks. And then the Ravens just completely ran the ball down their throat. They had like, how many yards per carry did they get against them? A lot, uh, whatever it was. So uh, I will say the Ravens, best yeah. team in the NFL through the first See, half. I'm objective Ian, I'm an objective. I, I, I think the Chiefs might be second because the Chiefs have the second best defense ranked by a lot of different metrics, as well as a top 10 offense by a lot of different metrics. I think that probably is a little different than what you would expect. If you were to see the Chiefs, the number two offense, the top 10 defense, you'd take it. Uh, Chiefs fans are a little concerned because it's the complete opposite. But again, end of the day, two ways to skin a cat. The Chiefs are going to done on the defensive side of the ball, but it still to me is the Ravens. Ravens got 7.3 yards per carry against the Seahawks, which were supposed to be one of the best run defense in the NFL. Unbelievable. That's college, uh, so, That's college yeah. football. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so not the Eagles, though, because the Eagles do. Eagles fans are probably screaming at us right now. Uh, it's the Eagles because objectively they had, and someone just chimed in the chat. Jalen Butler said, I would say the Eagles. Eagles have the best record in the NFL. Yeah. Neither of us said that. They're, they're probably third. They actually are third. My, I would say Ravens, Chiefs, Eagles. Um I will say Jalen Hurts, right? If we're going to say the same thing for the Ravens, their offense struggled out the gate, uh, passing the football through the air. Jalen Hurts struggled out the gate, throwing a plethora of interceptions, but he's toned that back now. Uh, They're starting to get right. The Eagles are. But I do think their secondary can be taken advantage of, although I will say every team in the NFL this season has has an issue somewhere, right? The Eagles, for me, is is their secondary. I think the Eagles might be frauds. That's a bad take. Thirteenth in the NFL in net yards per play, plus point two. They you have won a lot of games. One stat, Ian. You love that stat. Don't get me Not wrong. A, it, it can be. A good I do one. love it. it I can value it. But you got to look at the totality. Yes, but I will say, will always find a way to, to to make your your case. There. After the pat the past number of years, the final four teams in the NFL playoffs large majority of the time rank very high that last year three of the final four teams were the top three teams in net yards per play sure sure there's other aspects sure but the eagles didn't deserve to beat the cowboys this past week and i'm a guy who picked the eagles to win and govern thankfully they did they didn't deserve to beat the cowboys they didn't deserve to beat the vikings early on in the year uh they took the commanders to overtime and then even their second game the rematch was a close game the eagles what do you call those they're wins they're wins you don't care how you get there. You win. Like you're the reason sure. why it's is because the Chiefs, the Patriots, teams that have been here before, the Eagles are starting right. to get there in the NFC, right? It, it's a it, it's a grind every single year. You're not going to blow teams out every single right. week. The Chiefs last year won the Super Bowl, right? 
They almost lost to the Broncos. They were in overtime against the Texans. Like, this happens. That was late in the season as well. I don't take a lot of stock into that. I think at times we get so focused on almost losses. And for me, I'm going, yeah, but they found a way to win. They found a way to win. That's what good teams do. The NFL, there's so much parity. They found ways to win in close games. That matters. Right, but if they if they won those close games that they almost lost, uh, but dominated them analytically, then I would agree. But these games where they're just barely winning, they get dominated when you look at the underlying numbers in the game. Sure, which is a which is a red flag. Eagles might be frauds. Might be. I, I just hate that take so hard. I I could not disagree more. <laughs> All right. All right. Fair enough. Um. I, I wish they weren't on bye. I wish they were playing this weekend. Actually, this their bye week actually comes. I don't know if I've ever seen a team have a more perfect time to have a bye week than the Eagles. Uh, have you looked at the NFL this week? It's not good slate of games because a lot it's of tough. good teams on bye. Dolphins, <laughs> Eagles, and Chiefs all on bye. It's tough. Probably the three most fun teams to watch are all on bye. Yeah. Um, all right. Biggest uh, or best surprise from first half of the season? Uh, could be a player or a team. I think we both have teams here, though. Yeah. Uh, I went Texans, man. I've, I've talked about them early on. I'm going to talk about them a lot this show because they need their due. And part of it is me slightly, just slightly pumping my chest because who said going into this year the Texans will be better than what you a did. lot of people expect? You also said C.J. Stroud, Rookie of the Year. I'm just saying. Which he, and now he's unless he gets hurt like next week, he's going to win it. I'm just saying. I, I like C.J. Stroud. I, I'm not a fan of Ohio State quarterbacks, but if you always say they're busts, you're going to miss out on the next great one. I think he's the next great one. I like the construction of this team. Again, they, they're not there yet. Again, they're not in the upper echelon, but they are trending in the right way. And I think for a lot of people, them being four and four would be a huge surprise. But I look at some of the moves they made, right? Some of the receivers they drafted and brought in. The offensive line they constructed, right? The fact that they also brought in, in my opinion, maybe the best free agent tight end, Dalton Schultz, right? Where do rookie quarterbacks tend to look? Look first. They look at their tight end, right? Mm-hmm. What have success in the NFL early on because it's going to take them time to go through their reads. They need a good offensive line. The Texans did it. This is the way you build a team with a rookie quarterback, not like Carolina, not like Carolina. Even with the Jets, I know it's not a, a, a rookie quarterback and you thought you had Aaron Rodgers, but I don't think that team is going to be as good as we expected because the offensive line was so bad. You have to win in the trenches, and right now the Texans are. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think that's a good call with the Texans, and, and you were high on the Texans heading into the season. I'm going to say the Seahawks, even though you think the Seahawks are frauds. Uh, yes. We have some disagreements about some what teams are frauds right now. Uh, I do not think the Seahawks are frauds. I think they are a good team, five and three. They're tied for the NFC West, and I was very low on the Seahawks personally heading into the season. I thought they're going to be a bottom five team in the NFL, uh, and they're not. They're likely going to be back uh, into the postseason this year. So I will say the Seahawks, Chino Smith. I don't know what to think of Geno Smith, though. Um, he has some bad games. Uh, Got to give credit to Pete Carroll, though, for, for coaching this team. Uh, I'm still going to say the Seahawks, even though they just got their doors kicked in against the Ravens. Yeah, and that's what I think they are. I think they're a fine team, an average team, but they play good teams. I, I don't give them a ton of... Um, I'm not saying they can't win a game, but I'm saying you, you, you see them in the playoffs against the Niners, against the Eagles, against even the Lions in the playoffs... Uh, I don't like their chances. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I mean, I'm certainly not betting on them to win the Super Bowl. That's for sure. Um, but I mean, you look, you look at the Bengals. They lost that game. They played the Bengals. They beat the Browns. They beat the yeah, Lions. What week was that Bengals game? Yeah, it was before the bye week. Yeah. Before the Bengals had a bye week. Sure. Yeah. Um, what do we got here next? Uh, most disappointing player or team? Ooh. I got a team and I got a player. It's a good one. Um, I'm going with the Chargers. I know they won last night. They're what back to 500 at four and four, correct? Yes. Four um, and four, yeah. But but they're just perpetually disappointing because even last night they they didn't do anything against the Jets. They didn't. Uh, the def- the defense was good. Don't get me wrong. The defense was was really good against the Jets last night. Uh, they took advantage of that weak offensive line, but they didn't move the ball. Like they struggled. Yeah. Right, they yeah. were struggling. And Justin Herbert kind of has been that all season long. You know, for as talented as he is, you, know, you, you see Kellen Moore now, right? We thought it was the OC Lombardi last year. That was the issue. It's not been the issue. 
I don't know what it is. They're a very talented team, and they consistently underperform. I think Brandon Staley has obviously been one of the constants here, but I said it time and time again. They've changed quarterbacks from Rivers to, to Herbert. They've changed head coaches, right, multiple times now as Brandon Staley. They've changed cities. They still underperform. I, I, I don't understand this. It's an organizational thing now, um, but they're disappointing to me. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Joshua in the chat says, if your biggest question about a team is quarterback, the team is a question. That's relating to what I said about the Seahawks. The Seahawks yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Point taken. Uh, one point for Joshua. Good point. Uh, my most disappointing team is the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and I've been a huge Bills defender. We Even so far this season, week after week, I'm saying, yeah, they're getting bad, you know, bad luck. Variants. They're going to be all right. They're going to get hot. But they, they, just, they just haven't been. Uh, and that game against the Bengals was a tough one. It, se- it just seems like... If the Bills run 60 plays offensively, 55 of them are good, but then the five ones that aren't good plays are like back-breaking plays that just lose the game for them. Like Dalton Kincaid fumbling in the red zone, Josh Allen, you know, throwing an interception in his own end, a bad one. Like those five plays just kill them week after week after week. So at some point, and and I'm other people have been saying this, maybe I'm just kind of slow and finally catching up. You just got to look at a team and be like, if this happens week after week, season after season, then maybe this is just what the team is. So I'm very disappointed by the Bills. Their defense, by the way, is not good. Their defense is the worst defense they've had since they had Josh Allen, except for maybe like his rookie year. Uh, but injuries are killing this team. Bad bad luck to an extent. Bad plays are killing this team. Uh, I am extremely disappointed by the Bills. Yeah, their safeties, their secondary has been banged up. Matt Milano has been banged up. And Matt Milano is perpetually one of the more underrated players in the NFL. He's finally started to get his due. He gets his due finally from the media, and then he gets yep. injured. Uh, and you're right, man. 100% of Josh Allen is unbelievable. But 90% is great, and the other 10% as you're right. That interception was unbelievable. Like, yep. you're sitting here going. It's a bad one. That, that is, that's Zach Wilson. That that's yep. Sam Darnold. That 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 can't. That's Nathan Peterman. Like that can't happen. And then of course the next drive he comes back and throws uh, into double coverage uh, a ball that literally had to be perfect, and it was. Um, I just think he's tasked to do too much. Uh, I, I I will still stand on this hill, and maybe I'm completely wrong and misguided here. But ever since Brian Dayball left, it just feels like he's reverted back to trying to do too much. Felt like Brian yeah. Dayball had a nice. Uh, complimentary style of football with Josh Allen and the Bills offense. Since he left, it has gone downhill, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And maybe they need to start looking elsewhere other than Sean McDermott as well. Uh, who knows? Um, I'll say a disappointing player I have is Justin Fields. People have kind of stopped talking about Justin Fields because he has been playing for a few weeks, but he was the most bet player at some sports books to win MVP this year, and he stunk. And he might never, I mean, maybe when he gets healthy, he's going to come back and play for the Bears, but. He might not take another stat, another snap for the Bears. That's possible. Yeah, and you and I were both on that to start the season. We we, we kept wondering how this unfounded Justin Fields for MVP conversation started. You and I were both very staunch against that. Yeah, uh, best game of the first half of the season. Mm. It's a good question. Um, I actually went with Arizona over Dallas. And you might ask, wow. you might ask why? Because it's not a good game in the grand scheme of things. It doesn't matter, right? It was Arizona's only win of the season. Right. Um, but to me, the reason why I picked this game was because it shows the parity in the NFL. It shows the fact that any given Sunday rings true. You know, obviously San Fran lost a lost a bad one. The Chiefs lost to the Broncos. But this game in particular, the Cowboys have somewhat proven us both wrong a little bit. They've bounced back. I mean, now they lo- lose to the Eagles. But you mentioned they played well in that game. Any given Sunday, the parody in the NFL. Uh, also, shout out to Josh Dobbs, who again got a dub now with Minnesota. Uh, that post game was so cool. I think he met the owner, and the owner was like, "Hey, I'm so and so," and he's like, "Hey, I'm Josh Dobbs. Don't don't roll your head." I thought it was uh, no. Pretty, I'm rolling my head. I'm rolling my head. It was fun. It's a good story. Gosh, lighten up, Francis. Um, but yeah, I man. I, again, the microcosm of that game to me made it the biggest game, their best game, if you will, of the first half. Uh, I'm going to say one that was an absolute blowout, uh, but the Dolphins scoring 70 points against the Broncos. Um, I was actually looking back at just the final scores this entire season, and um, there haven't been a lot of great offensive shootout games kind of back and forth. Uh, It seems like every time there's a game where there's a lot of points scored, it's either like a sloppy game or... Uh, just a blowout. But I mean, I've never seen an NFL team score 70 points in a single game. Uh, that was the first time in my life I saw that. So that was fun. 
uh, just seeing touchdown after touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. So uh, that was a fun one. So even though they won by 50 points, (laughs) uh, I'll say Dolphins over Broncos. Yeah, that was the that's the correct answer as far as best game Uh, or even the Texans Bucks. This past week, Texans, I almost said Texans Bucks, <laughs> but then I didn't want to fall to recency bias. But That's Texans Bucks was a fantastic game. I did the, the same thing. Then I go, let's become a philosopher over here and uh, and go with one of the worst games that made it a good game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um. All right. First half MVP. Man, this is tough. I've gone Tua, Lamar, uh, Tyree Kill, but I think I'm gonna go Tyree Kill. Because none of the quarterbacks have been that impressive so far, really. Mm. You know, like, two has been good. Two has been good, but I don't think he's been spectacular. Mahomes has been fine. Uh, Jalen Hurts has struggled to start the year, and I do think Lamar Jackson would be my number one quarterback if I were going to rank a quarterback to win MVP. But I want to give some some love to, to Tyreek Hill, even though the Chiefs just completely shut him down. He's on pace to shatter records. Yes. Like, if you're on pace to shatter records at a position – how can you not be the most valuable player? That's my thought process here. Uh, I know it's not going to happen, and I think it was going to put money down. I put money on Lamar Jackson. But I, I got to give him some some credit here because I thought he was – it was laughable when he said he was going over 2K. And he's the one laughing now. Yeah, for sure. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I like Tyreek Hill. I mean, I don't like that this award is just turned into a, a quarterback award because if you look at the odds, it's just all quarterbacks at, at the top. But I agree, quarterback play actually hasn't been. Nobody's played well enough where I'm like, okay, they're the clear MVP at quarterback. Uh, even Patrick Mahomes. I know Patrick Mahomes has played very well, but he's also thrown what eight interceptions. Like he hasn't had his best stuff this season either. Um, I think I would actually go with Lamar Jackson if I was going with a quarterback, but I'm not going to fall for this being a quarterback award. I'm doing the same thing with you or as you, where you went to non-quarterback. I'm going a non-quarterback and I'm going Christian McCaffrey, uh, who back in the day, back uh, when the running backs were like the most important guy on the team, if Christian McCaffrey was having this kind of a season in 1997, (laughs) he would be winning the MVP and it wouldn't even be a discussion. Uh, He does it all. (laughs) Yeah, he'd be a lock. Uh, but now, for some reason, like we're not even considering non quarterbacks. It's like quarterbacks only. Uh, he's having one of the best years for a running back of all time, but between catching the ball, running the ball. Um, yeah, I think I have to take Christian McCaffrey of the 49ers. Yeah. If no, this I- was 1997, he, they would have given him the MVP by now. It, it's really funny, too, because it swayed me so much and irritated me so much. I'm, a, I'm an analytical guy, I was very much on, on the side of you know running backs don't really matter i'm not they don't matter but they don't really matter right but now it's gone so far one way that i'm sitting here going whoa 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 calm down now like this is historic what he's doing too he matters what he's doing matters you're not putting any guy back there and you're getting that 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 kind of production you're just not like you you put even some really good running backs in that system they're not doing what mccaffrey's doing no and so you're right. I think we've gotten so far one way. Let's have some nuance here. Let's have, let's have some middle ground. Yeah, this guy scored a touchdown. Yeah, Hunter just brought it up. Uh, he's about to set the consecutive game touchdown record. He scored a touchdown dating back last year. Hunter, do you know the number off the top of your head? Is it 15 games in a row that he scored a touchdown? But yet, not even not even mentioned in the MVP discussion somehow. No, it's absurd, man. Um. All right. Uh, right now, by the way, if you are curious, if you were curious about the betting odds, it's Mahomes, Hurts, and Lamar Jackson are kind of all the top three. Two was a very close behind at number four. Uh, and then Joe Burrow has gotten back into the mix a little bit as well. Uh, two very good games from Joe Burrow uh, the last two weeks. Uh, first half coach of the year. Uh, I, originally, it was Shanahan until the past three weeks. Um, I thought what Shanahan had done with San Fran needed to get more recognition. Um, Harbo, John Harbo is close, but I think a lot of it's Todd Munkin kind of taking over on the offensive side of things. So I didn't want to go with him. Uh, Pete Carroll, as you mentioned earlier, I think can throw his name into the ring, but I want Dan Campbell and the thought process behind Dan Campbell is they're six and two. And I, and I know a lot of people, a lot of fans expected the Lions to take a step forward this year, mm-hmm. but they've been impressive, man. They really, really have. Um, 
again, I don't always think it goes to the best coach, but it it typically goes to who has exceeded expectations. You mentioned D'Amico Ryans, obviously, in Houston as well, could throw his name into the ring. But but I think Dan Campbell has even exceeded expectations from what the high ones were heading into this year. So I'm going with Dan Campbell. Uh, yeah, I, I can't really argue with that. Dan Campbell might be the most likable coach of all time. I just love that every time like he starts talking about football, he starts crying, which is amazing. Uh, he is the definition of a football guy. Uh, Hunter said uh, Chris McCaffrey tied for longest touchdown streak of all time right now at 17. That's insane. Uh, Joshua, Bengals are last in division and fifth in Super Bowl odds. Uh, that's a crazy stat. Yeah, they've both Joe Burrow MVP odds and uh, Super Bowl odds. They have gone way up. But I mean, yeah. Who said Last after year. the bye? Who said yeah. after the bye? It was that San Fran game. I, I go, they're they're beating the 49ers. They're getting right. He needed his calf to get healthy. And you've also seen Ian T. Higgins. What's happened? Yes. T. Higgins has also gotten healthy in the past two weeks. He's he's really started to uh to explode. If the playoffs ended today, or sorry, if the regular season ended today, the Bengals would be in the playoffs. All four AFC North teams would be in the playoffs if the season ended today. Uh, with the, obviously the Ravens and the Steelers, Browns and Bengals all at five and three. Uh, Bills first team out five and four. Texans second team out of four and four. Um, so yeah, Bengals have fought all the way uh, their way all the way back, and now they're in a playoff spot. So yeah, last in the division. You're right, Joshua. But also, I mean, five and three last in the division. Pretty rare for the last place team to be five and three. Um, and with the extra playoff spot, you can finish last in your division and still technically make the playoffs. Uh, my coach of the year, uh, Vinny says in the chat, I see the Falcons helmets thoughts on Bijan. When are they going to feed him? We're going to talk about that in a moment, my friend, right after, right, <laughs> as soon as we're done mid season awards, the next topic is going to be me talking about the Falcons. So stay tuned. Um, I just felt my blood pressure go up. Uh, my coach of the year is Mike Tomlin because he still, he does it year after year, season after season. He, the Steelers get outplayed in every game they play in and they still find ways to win the worst five and three team, in the NFL by far right now, the worst team with a winning record, in the NFL by far, but it doesn't matter. I don't know if it's, I mean, you can't call it luck anymore because it's season after season. This has been going on for as long as, I mean, no, not as long as Mike Tomlin's been there because he, he has coached some very good teams, but like the past four seasons, the teams he's coaching have sucked. Uh, and he still manages to lead them to the playoffs or at least a, a winning record, uh, which is just unbelievable to me. So Mike Tomlin, and he still has somehow not won coach of the year. He needs to win coach of the year one of these years because it's unbelievable. I don't know how he does it. That's a great take, a very astute observation. I mean, even going back to the uh, weekend at Bernie's version of uh, uh, Big Ben, right? I yeah. mean, that dude had no idea what was going on back there, and he still took him to the playoffs. Now, they got hammered by the Chiefs in that game, but still taking that, the corpse of Big Ben there was impressive enough. And Kenny Pig, I mean, you're you're 100% right, man. Uh, Mason Rudolph, uh, Duck Hodges, still mm. finding oh, ways. Duck Hodges. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy to me. Like, yeah, Mike Tallman needs way more credit. And yeah. the fact he was able to keep Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell from just exploding for like six years yeah. is maybe the most absurd thing he has done. Yeah. Uh, people don't give, even though, I mean, people do obviously know he's a very good coach. Like he might be like a top five coach of all time. Yeah. Um, biggest betting heartbreak, uh, from the first half of the season. Uh, obviously I wanted to toss this in being a big better myself, but Sterling, do you have, uh, do you have any bad beats that you've had from your no. betting season so far? Too many to count. I mean, just an absurd amount to count. Uh, but I'll go with last night. Had a nice parlay rocking. Quentin Johnston, a few receptions, got those. Um, Garrett Wilson, like I think it was like 70 yards or more. He got, he got that. And there was one more in there as well. Uh, and then the one that didn't hit, you better believe it. This one sucked. Austin Eckler, 25 plus yards. He gets 23. He had three drops, dude. I mean, he had a chance to go for, what, 50? Yeah. Stone hands. Like I, that's not Austin Eckler-like. He's normally sure-handed. Um, I don't know what was going on with the ball last night. People were fumbling, dropping passes. Well, they like did cover it in on butter. The ball. You know, they did. They, they covered it in mm. butter. They thought it'd be a fun thing. The NFL wanted to try it, make the game a little more no, um, different. So, yeah, it, it was the butter ball. Yeah. I wish I knew that beforehand. Um, my bad, my worst bad beat was last week. Uh, the Cardinals backdoor cover against the Ravens. Uh, Ravens were covering all game, completely dominated the Cardinals. Cardinals scored late. 
Ravens responded by going down and scoring late themselves, left too much time on the clock for the Cardinals, apparently. Uh, Joshua Dobbs, when he was on the Cardinals, went down and led them to another touchdown. Uh, if they just kick the extra point, fine, we're okay, we're still covering. They don't, they go for two. Uh, that does get stopped, so okay, thankfully we're awesome here. All we need to do is for the Ravens to cover the onside kick. Uh, onside kicks convert at, what, a 2% rate in the NFL? And what happens, of course, the Cardinals get it. Uh, the, I think the only onside recovered kick uh, all year. Uh, the Cardinals get it because, uh, who was it? Nelson Aguilar, I think, just dropped it. I don't know how he's on the hands team, but he is, and of course he dropped it. <laughs> how uh, is that on the hands team? That is wild. Remember the, yeah. the, the Eagles fan? Man, out here catching babies, unlike Aguilar. One of the greatest clips of all time. Every time oh, I see Aguilar, that, that's what I think of. Um, <laughs> and then the Cardinals move the ball down the field, but then they decide to... Uh, kick a field goal to make it a one score game. First field goal misses. Oh, but Ravens are offside. They get to kick another one. Uh, and the second one goes through to uh, not obviously not win, uh, but cover the spread as like an eight and a half point underdog. So the amount of things that had to happen for me to lose that bet in a row, it's like you're playing blackjack and the dealer gets like six blackjacks in a row against you. Um, it was heartbreaking. So that was my worst bad beat of this year. Oh, uh, best offseason move. Now that we are halfway through uh, the NFL season, uh, obviously when moves happen in the offseason, you can speculate how good or bad the moves are, um, but we don't really know until we kind of see them in action. So now that we are halfway through the 2023 season, what do you think has been the best move uh, that happened this past offseason? Yeah, Todd Munkin to the Ravens, the OC. Yeah, that's a good one. That's been, to me, it's taken the Ravens to the next level. I know it took some time. I kept saying they're a sleeping giant, and they've they've woken up. Something is clicking, and they're just way more dynamic than they ever were in the uh, previous regime. Todd Munkin, to me, the old old Georgia OC, now with the Ravens, uh, this, to me, has been the biggest move. Yeah, I like that one. I think that one's uh, uh, a, a good pick. I mean, there was a lot of things that happened this offseason. I actually think what might have been the best move in the offseason – um, is one that a team still hasn't seen the benefit of, but it was the Bears trading away the number one overall pick on the draft for the Panthers because now they might have a, still a bit of a long shot, but they might have the number one and number two overall pick in a better draft class this year. Uh, if not number, it's going to be two top five picks most likely with having the Bears and the Panthers uh, first round picks this year. Um, and they also got a second round pick in 2025 and they got DJ Moore. Yeah. Not a bad haul for a pick that ended up being Bryce Young, who has not looked good through the through the first uh, eight games of his career. I think the Panthers have already had a bye week, and he was hurt a couple times. I think he's played se- seven games. Um, um, we can so, say yeah. the worst move. <laughs> yeah. In a corresponding move, the worst move was the Carolina Panthers. Yes, um, correct. I like this from Matthew. Uh, Drew Tranquil to the Chiefs. That's probably the most underrated offseason move. Drew Tranquil from the Chargers linebacker to the Chiefs, especially with the Nick Bolton injury. Tranquil fills in as the green dot. Um, not quite as solid as Bolton in the run game because he's a little lighter, but he was a top 15 pass coverage linebacker last year. Spags uses him to blitz as well. He does everything. And again, he is the green dot when Nick Bolton's not there. Again, with the injury to Bolton, this signing is paying off in massive dividends. So I will say the most underrated signing has to be Drew Tranquil to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Joshua also uh, had a good bad beat in here. The Mahomes slide against the Jets. That's right. Uh, at the end of the game, last play of the game, Mahomes could have waltzed into the end zone uh, to cover the spread for the Chiefs, but he slid down. Like the first down marker was at like the three yard line, and he slid down at like the two. So yeah. he got the first time, uh, first down, but didn't score. And then they just kneeled it out. So yeah, I wasn't on the Chiefs in that game. Uh, I was on the under, which also him sliding helped me win the under as well. So it was a good beat for me. Uh, but if you're on the Chiefs or in the over, uh, I could see that definitely being uh, the worst bad beat of the season. Yeah. Uh, Hunter says Bears can mess up Caleb Harrison or C- Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison at the same time. Oh, yeah, they can. That, yeah, that'd be tough to see. That'd be tough. Uh, all right. Uh, we're going to move on here to just a couple of secondary topics, and then we are a little bit behind schedule. So we are going to speed up here uh, to previewing week nine. Uh, but I do got to talk about, uh, about Arthur Smith here because – I don't know what this guy is doing. I was an Arthur Smith defender uh, since he's been there. I thought he was taking good steps in the right direction. (laughs) 
I don't know what he sees in our backup tight end, John U. Smith, but his entire, <laughs> we have Drake London, B. John Robinson, Kyle Pitts, and our entire offensive playbook is revolved around getting John U. Smith the ball and by any means necessary. He got John U. Smith to throw the ball last week. <laughs> this week, he got John U. Smith running a jet sweep in the red <laughs> Now, he did score like an 80-yard touchdown on a tight end screen, which is a wild-bladed run as well. But also, I mean, like, there was, that was perfect blocking. He wasn't touched the whole time. Anyone could have ran it in. What, what are we doing, Arthur Smith? Bijan, Tyler Algier is averaging like 1.8 yards fewer per carry than Bijan Robinson, the guy that you guys went and used your eighth overall pick to draft. And you still, he, Tyler Algier is more yards per, or more carries than Bijan Robinson. He's not giving Bijan Robinson the ball except being a... F- by every metric you look at, a much better running back than Tyler Algier. We're not getting Kyle Pitts the ball. We're getting the ball to Jonu Smith. And then when you ask him, Arthur Smith, what are we doing or what are you doing with these decisions? He goes, I don't care about your fantasy football teams. <laughs> Dude, you're averaging like 18 points a game. This is not about fantasy football. It's about scoring points and winning football games. What are you doing? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I don't care about your fantasy football team. We're not asking that, Arthur. We're asking you about actual football. Use the dudes who are good. Don't use the dudes who are average. You have weapons. And instead, you're using just the Jags, the just a guys. I don't understand what he's doing. It makes no sense. They don't have a quarterback. I told you Desmond Ritter. Come on now. He's done. He's toast. They're better off with with Heineke. Um, He stinks too. Uh, but, he's be- but they're better off with Heineke. I mean, they're they're in no man's land. At best, they sneak into the playoffs and get bounced first round. They're a bad team. They're going nowhere fast. They got a bad head coach. They don't have a quarterback. They have weapons they don't use. Who knows if they even resign Kyle Pitts? I'm sure Pitts doesn't even want to stay in Atlanta if they're not going to use him if he's tied in two. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Uh yeah. And not only that, um, that response by Arthur Smith, the I don't care about your fantasy football team, you coaches can use that response when you're winning games and scoring points, but like one player isn't getting the ball for some reason because it's like, yeah, who cares if that one player is not getting stats? That doesn't matter. What matters is we're winning games and we're winning football games. But when you're not getting your best players the ball and you're losing and you're one of the lowest scoring offenses in the NFL, then not caring about someone's fantasy football team is not the answer. Like, like we're not Lions. even talking about fantasy football. You're you're scoring 18 points a game. What are we doing? The Lions and Dan Campbell used that when they were winning. They won, and they said, "Well, why isn't Jameer Gibbs getting more touches?" And he's like, "Because David Montgomery just went for 102 touchdowns." Right. Like, you're, if you're winning games and it's working, I get it. Right now, now of course you got hurt, and then Jameer Gibbs has exploded on the scene, but. You don't question that. That is fantasy football related. That's not real football related. What's going right. on in Atlanta is real football related. Uh, yeah, I, I hate the teams that I cheer for. Um, <laughs> we lost to Joshua Dobbs. He didn't even know the players' names uh, that he was throwing the ball to, and we lost him. He has been on five different teams in the past two months, and we lost to him. Can't do anything. It's unbelievable. We got two turnovers. We got we got a, we got a fumble recovery down to the one inch yard line. Couldn't score. Let's run a jet sweep to Jonu Smith. What it like? Call them buns, dude. <laughs> hey, that, uh, that bed's looking pretty good, by the way. Oh yeah, what's that? Falcons have to win a playoff game. I, I, they're not even going to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. That's disgusting. Um. I know we're behind schedule, so I think we can just jump right into uh, week nine here. Um, Let's do it. If, if that works for you. Uh, all right, biggest games for week nine, Texans, Bengals. Uh, this is kind of your two teams kind of going to get two teams that you were high on the past couple of weeks kind of going against each other. The, actually, money has the sharp betters are coming in on the Texans because the Texans were like seven and a half point underdogs. It's now crossed the key number of seven. Now only six and a half point underdogs in Cincinnati. What do you think this about this one? Yeah, this is tough. I don't know if I touch this game. This is a game I want to sit back and watch. I like the over more than anything else. Yeah. Um, you know, the Bengals offense is getting right. And I do think the Texans can score points against almost any defense in the NFL. I, I, I think C.J. Stroud and the weapons they have, they're explosive. Tank Dell, obviously, Nico Collins, uh, what's it, Robert Woods, Dalton Schultz. And again, he has time, so he can find his guys. He can find the open receiver. Uh, the Bengals offensive line isn't great. Burrow gets the ball out quick to his weapons, and they have started to take off. I like the over in this game over anything else. 
Yes, uh, I like the over as well because I think the Bengals are an over team. I know the over didn't hit on Sunday Night Football against the Bills, but the Bengals, yes, I will admit their offense is all the way back. Joe Burrow has had by far his best two games in a row now against two pretty solid teams in the 49ers and the Bills, but their defense still has some issues that I don't think enough people are talking about. So uh, I think for the foreseeable future, I'm just going to keep betting overs in Bengals games. Uh, Browns-Ravens rematch from a few weeks ago. Big uh, AFC North matchup here. Ravens won that game 28 to three in Cleveland. Now this rematch is in Baltimore Ravens, six point favorites over under 38 and a half, the two best defenses in the NFL against each other. Do we just take the under? Yeah, I don't know. I don't actually touch the over or under in this game because the Ravens offense is starting to get right. As we mentioned, uh, I like the Ravens to actually cover this though. I don't see how the Browns score enough points. While I think I the Ravens could easily score 21. If it's 21 to three, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, 21 I agree. In, I mean, th- that's what it somewhat feels like. The Browns just shut out the Cardinals. I wouldn't be completely shocked if they get shut out themselves this week now. Yeah. Uh, 49ers, Jaguars, Jaguars, three point underdogs at home game between two teams coming off their bye week over under 45. Obviously, the Jaguars have won five straight games. 49ers have lost three straight games. I have the Niners getting right. I think they're a better team. They're coming off of a bye, as you mentioned. They lost those three straight games. They're going to be itching to get back onto the field. Uh, The bye did not come at a good week, in my opinion, because as a player, that sucks, right? When you lose three straight and you're a good team, you don't want an extra week to think and stew over what's going on. I almost feel bad for the Jags in some part because I'm sitting here going, they're going to try and prove a point. They're going to say, hey, no, we still are one of the best teams in the NFL. I got the Niners uh, easily winning this game. I like the Niners as well. The Jaguars defense has been very good this season, but their offense, not enough people are talking about how bad the Jaguars offense has been. 21st in the league in EPA per play, 25th in third down conversion rate, 26th in red zone touchdown rate. You can't beat the 49ers or beat very good teams if you're not going to convert third downs and you're going to get held to field goals every time you're in the red zone. Not good. Uh, So I will take the 49ers in that one as well. Uh, Saints Vikings, the Joshua Dobbs story, the feel good story of the year. Vikings are two and a half point underdogs at home to Derek Carr and the Saints. Yeah, I have the Vikings covering at least. Um, uh-huh. I know, but I, I, I don't trust the Saints. I don't trust them at all. Chris Olave, Michael Thomas only had one target, no catches last week. I know he was he had an illness leading up to that game, but still, uh, Taysom Hill. That was the only reason why they were doing anything offensively. They had to get Taysom Hill involved. How often is that going to happen? Right. I, I don't think you can rely on that. Uh, Alvin Kamara has been fine, but it's not like he's been very explosive. Uh, their defense is still, in my opinion, solid. Josh Dobbs, I'm not saying it's a great quarterback, but the Vikings right now, they're feeling high. They're, they're, they're feeling good. Right. Like they've won how many straight now? Four. Yeah. Four straight so. games without Kirk Cousins, too. I like. Again, it just Jefferson has been injured and all this stuff like, hey, I, I'm not saying the Vikings are, are, are a great team by any means, but I said when they were down, I still had them making the playoffs. I still think they make the playoffs. And I still think with what's going on, what's transpiring, give me the Vikings at home. I like it. Uh, Josh Dobbs, let's take a look at PFF.com quarterback rankings this year. Josh Dobbs comes in. Uh, well, actually, this is not PFF. Sorry. This is uh, adjusted EPA per play for quarterbacks in the NFL. Joshua Dobbs, 27th in the NFL. That is one spot below Desmond Ritter. That is two spots below Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, and I'm not going to disagree to an extent, but can we also take into account what is going on? I mean, he was in Arizona. That team was a dumpster fire. It's hard to elevate when you have no one to elevate. He had Hollywood Brown, who I think is at this point maybe maybe a slightly overrated wide receiver, and that is it, okay? Vikings are a much more talented team, much better structure, better head coach, um, I'm not saying he's good, but I'm saying Kevin O'Connell can get the best out of Joshua Dobbs. I think it's one good game for Joshua Dobbs that was more of a result of the Falcons being the worst franchise in professional sports than it was Joshua Dobbs being a good quarterback. It's the feel-good story. Everyone's going to want to bet on the Vikings now, back the feel-good story in Joshua Dobbs, uh, and then he's going to show his true colors this week and have a terrible performance. Saints offense, I actually think, has looked a lot better in the past few weeks. 5.7 yards per play over the last three games. Seventh best mark in the NFL over that span. I'll take the Saints. I, I, I hate the Vikings now. It's not, even, it's not even the Vikings' fault, but I hate them. I'm a vibe guy. Just how the Raiders ended up crushing the Giants. All yeah. vibes. Fair. 
Lions Chargers, bit of an interesting one. If Chargers win this, they're kind of back in the mix for, for an AFC playoff spot here. Uh, Chargers one and a half point underdogs at home to the Lions. This is maybe the best game of the week, honestly. There's not a ton yeah. of great games. It's probably the best game of the week. Uh, I like the over in this game personally, mm. uh, yep. and I actually like the Chargers in this game. Uh, I, I'm 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 not saying the Lions are a bad team. I'm actually high on the Lions still. I think they're one of the best teams in the NFC, maybe a top three team in the NFC. Um, but to me, what it comes down to is the Chargers are getting right. They're getting hot while their offense struggled against the the, the Jets. Their defense is starting to turn a corner. Um, and Herbert plays typically good in games where he has to score points. When he's forced to throw the ball deep, what does he do? He completes them. It's it's games where he's uh, they know they're going to win and he's checks down checks down time after time after time and games where he's forced to throw the ball deep he typically has success he's going to have to against the Lions so I I like the the Chargers I uh, kind of like the uh, Lions in that one uh, Chargers defense uh, I think the both two offenses in that game are wash so you got to compare the defenses and the Lions have had the much better defense so far this season so I, I'm going to back Lions in that but the one. pass rush for the Chargers has started to get right now again the secondary attackers for the Chargers are not good but let's be real now Khalil Mack's getting right and Joey Bosa is still a game record and then you saw the two guys in the middle have a big impact I like the Chargers D line that's it on that defense but they can make an impact in this game uh, let's get to our picks. Wrap up there. Uh, like we mentioned at the top of the show, we are hot last week. Five and one total. You went three and zero with your picks. I went two and one. My only loser was my underdog pick. I took the Giants to beat uh, the Raiders. I uh, did not take into consideration the vibes. I also did not take into consideration Tommy DeVito would be uh, subbed into the game. So yeah, uh, I I can't pick an underdog winner to save my life this year. Um, I'm like but- I'm like what I wish we kept track of my underdogs because I'm sitting here at like what seven and two. <laughs> yeah it's the only uh, idea right we do have the list i can go back and next show i'll go back and see yeah. your actual record and see, see if i can even find money line odds for them to see how much you'd be up uh because even though you are 13 and 14 one game under 500 you're definitely profitable based on uh all the underdogs that you hit <clears throat> i'm sitting at 15 and 9 for the season yeah you're actually good but at no game. underdogs i actually think our probably if you look at like how far we're up in units i bet you we're actually probably pretty similar because all your a lot of your wins have been underdogs and my underdogs just have not won yeah, I'm a big unit guy. Yeah. Uh, spread bets this week. Uh, my favorite spread. <laughs> I'm just going to move along with that one. <laughs> my, my, my favorite spread bet this week is the Buccaneers against the Titans. Uh, the Buccaneers are actually a very easy team to handicap because they can't run the football. So you have to look to see how well they can throw the ball against these teams. So if the team they're playing against has a good secondary, you bet against the Buccaneers. If the team they play against has a bad secondary, you bet on the Buccaneers. They play the Titans this week, and the Titans have a bad secondary. Uh, I'm just bringing up my notes here. The Titans rank 25th in the NFL in opponent yards per pass attempt, 26th in opponent EPA per dropback, 28th in opponent dropback success rate. So the Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers should have no problem throwing the ball against this uh, Tennessee team. Don't know who's starting a quarterback yet for Tennessee. Uh, I don't really think it matters too, too much. Uh, Buccaneers can also stop the run. So if they can stop the t- uh, the Titans run at rush attack, no matter who's playing quarterback, they're going to be a good spot here. So my favorite spread bet, Buccaneers, short favorites, minus one and a half against the Titans. Sterling is either, oh, and he's gone again. The second time this show. Uh, I'm just going to move on to my favorite total bet. I'm sure Sterling would jump right back on here once his internet uh, resets here. Uh, my favorite total bet, he's back, uh, but I'm already going to give out my favorite total bet, and then we'll go back to your spread. Favorite, favorite total bet this week, Broncos-Bills over 46.5 on Monday Night Football. Uh, the Bills, based on their offense and their defense, once again, should be a good over team, good offense, bad defense, and the Broncos actually kind of have a decent offense and bad defense. Uh Broncos offense actually isn't terrible this season. Uh, 12th in the NFL in yards per play. If you take out turnovers, they're 11th in EPA per play. Uh, I think they can move the ball against the Bills offense, and they might not need to even score too many points uh, for this over to hit. So uh, I'll take over 46 and a half between Broncos and Bills on Monday Night Football for my favorite total. Sterling, you are back. Spread bet this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spread bet I have this week. I actually liked yours a little bit more than mine, but I'm going with the vibes again. I'm going Vikings plus two and a half versus the Saints. I don't know if I have the stones to take them outright, but I, I think the two and a half is going to be a close game. And again, I'm just going to go with the vibes, man. I, I, I'm going with Josh Dobbs. I'm going with that Vikings team. They are rallying around them right now. 
Uh, all right. Vikings. We are definitely on different sides for that one. Um, I like the saints quite a bit. I almost made the saints my favorite bet this week. Mm. Um, all right. We'll see. Uh, favorite total bet. Uh, yeah. This one, your total bet. I love that would have been my pick, but you got it in there first. So in Broncos bills instead. Uh, but I, I love this one. I actually like both of our overs in this one. I like yours as well. Texans Bengals over 46 and a half, both 46 and a half. Huh? Yeah. We like that number apparently. Yep. Uh, yeah. Good offenses. Uh, not great defenses. Bengals defense has been bad all year. Texans secondary has been bad. We saw Baker Mayfield kind of torch them last week. If Baker Mayfield can do that against the Texans secondary, I'm sure Joe Burrow will be all right. Yeah. Uh, upset of the week. I'm going to go Packers over Steelers. Um, I hate the Steelers. They continuously are one of the worst teams in the NFL analytically. I don't think I've lost more money on any team than I have lost betting against the Steelers the past four years. I don't care. I'm going to continue to do it. 27th in the NFL in net yards per play at minus 0.9. Packers, even though they haven't bad offensively, their defensive has actually been solid this year. And overall, they come in at 14th in net yards per play. I don't know. I hate the Steelers. Every game, it's like they get outplayed, and then the final whistle blows, and they look at the score, and they somehow win. I don't know how it happens. I, I'm i going to keep betting against them, and that's a <laughs> stupid move. Uh, I will once again lose my underdog bet this week when the Steelers win by four. Uh, so I'll take Packers over Steelers. Yeah, last week, there were a ton of upsets I loved. There were a ton. There was four or five games where I thought the spread yeah. was actually wrong. It should have been the other way. This week, not so much. I feel like a lot of favor. I think I'm I, so I'm, I'm betting on all 14 games. I'm betting on two underdogs the entire week. That's there how were, I do not like any underdogs. Yeah, week. I'm with you this week, man. Last week, there was a ton. This week, not so much. I do like the Chargers over the Lions. Again, as we mentioned earlier, that was like, like a couple point spread. Um, but I like the Chargers as the underdogs in this one. Uh, all right, Survivor, you are still alive. Little, you got a little sweaty against, uh, you were on Saints last week. It was a little, little bit sweaty. Oh, I see your pick this week. This is just not fair. Uh, ah, there's one obvious team to use this week, and you can use them. I'm seeing now on the list. I'm going to go ahead and read off the teams you can't use just to be sure. You can't use the Commanders, Bills, Dolphins, 49ers, Lions, Rams, Seahawks, Chargers, or Saints. Notice how I did not say the team that is a 16-point favorite this week. So, obviously, I mean, if you're ever going to take the Cowboys, you got to take them now. This is the week, baby. Give me the Cowboys. I will say the Cowboys were the team that knocked you out. Yes, Remember? that is true. That is true. I picked the Cowboys in week three. And they were about uh, six and a half point favorites, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. I think uh, I think they're 15. I think it was a point lower. But, yeah, still pretty much the same. So, so hey. I'm I'm going with the Cowboys. Maybe Tommy uh, DeVito can get something going here. Yeah, man. I'm feeling pretty good. Remember, I was going to go with the Browns last week, but I didn't know if Kyler Murray was going to play. And, yes. and But we, we have to do this lock it in on a Tuesday. So I locked yes. it in, and I went with, instead, Saints. the Saints. And they yeah. barely got it done, as you mentioned. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, the first half was pretty close were the bears even winning at halftime uh the saints did kind of pull it was tied the whole day it it was tied it was 17 17 and then they scored in the fourth quarter i will say over halfway there and we're over halfway baby and every week that you win uh your prize gets bigger so what are we at now uh do we have any idea like if you lose this week i think i would get you a box of nice golf balls like pro v1 golf balls oh wow wow you're a generous man yeah so yeah we'll see i love it maybe not pro v1s what's what's one step below pro v1 like a chrome soft callaway chrome oh, I soft, love chrome soft. I think some, or some bridgestone bx's i got yeah. there's a lot i can deal with yeah um so there you go uh this has been the uh nfl week 10 episode of stacking the box uh be sure to go ahead and sign up for an account if you want to play some dfs sign up for an account at SuperDraft. use the code fan f-a-n you get twenty dollars uh you get a deposit match up to twenty dollars you also get a free pick in your first uh game uh so go ahead and sign up for that uh in pretty much any state uh you got to be 18 plus in most of them 19 plus in alabama 21 plus in massachusetts uh noodle hunter says noodle no i think he i think sterling is past winning a box i think if he won in week six he might get a box of noodle balls i think he's he's earned some better balls and shout out noodles uh if for some reason i find like more noodles lost in the woods than any other ball dog i very quickly when i'm golfing on like like public courses that are packed you know i i shit you not 
this old dude was like 75. I'm walking. He's in a golf cart. He drives over to my ball. It was a brand new Bridgestone, one of those nice BX balls. He takes my Bridgestone and drops me a noodle. What? Why? The absolute gall of set. I don't know. He's an old dude. He just wanted to be rude. You have no idea how I'm sitting there trying to sprint up there with my golf bag on my back and he's a golf cart just driving away. He just stole your ball and replaced it with a noodle? With a noodle. Was he playing with you or like at the whole no, next to No, he was like, he, the whole next to me. So he just randomly drove over to your ball, yes, picked sir. up your Bridgestone, dropped a noodle, and then drove clearly off. Must never, have sli- saw him again. never saw him again. Clearly must have sliced his. Oh, yeah. If I had a chance to play a little quicker, I'd, I'd have some guys with me. I would have totally drove the ball into him. 100%. That's a oh, wild I, move. I was livid. I even tweeted about it at one point. I was so livid. Oh, my God. So now you're, you're anti-noodle just because I'm anti-noodle because of that guy. Yeah. Uh, noodle is a ball. If I find in the woods, I'll use it. Uh, whereas like if I find like a top flight in the woods, I can't even, I can't use that. But a noodle, yeah. I'll use a, I'll use it. If I'm short on balls, I'll use a noodle. If I find Long one. and soft, baby. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, all right. Subscribe to the channel. Like the video. Rate and review the podcast. Sterling, any final thoughts? Mm. Week nine was great. Great week of football to watch. Great games, good teams versus good teams, bad versus bad. Week 10, catch up on your sleep. Yes. Um, yeah, but I mean, sometimes when it's a bad slate of games, they end up being good games, though. Uh, but we'll see. It certainly is not great that the three most exciting teams to watch are up by. Um, all right. Thank you all so much for watching. Best of luck if you do decide to bet on this weekend's action. Uh, enjoy the games, even though they are not the best matchups in the world. And we will talk to you all next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.